actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. All right, welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with yours truly, Harold Keith. Now, I know y'all are saying, for those who can see this, Harold Keith, what in the world are you wearing? And I'm going to get to that in a second because I have a special guest that I want to bring on. That's why I'm wearing my best. I'm wearing, uh, it might be a little wrinkled or something right now. I have, look, it's a long story, but we're going to talk about it with our guest. And I'm excited to have our guest on. Look, I can say so many things about this woman. But one thing I'm never going to be able to deny is this girl can cook. And if you haven't ordered her, okay, we can tell that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. But welcome on to the podcast, Chef Joanne. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Listen, I'm super excited. I I have to tell you because, you know, for the watchers and the viewers, you see what I have on. For those who are listening, I had to go and find an apron, right? And I was going to go to the store, but then it started storming. I live in Florida. It is what it is. But then I was like, I know another chef and and, and I live with them. So I was like, okay, let me go to Lasagna King. It's still from their stash. So I, I just put it on because I wanted to be appropriate in front of, you know, the staff because Chef Joanne didn't send me an apron. And I know I probably would never wear it anyway. So it doesn't even <laughs> I ain't trying to be cooking like that when I got good people around me cooking. You know what I'm saying? So but I wore it for you. So, you know, shout out. Thank you, Lasagna King, for allowing me to wear this. But we're going to move on and talk to Chef Joanne. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, you just have no idea. No idea. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm happy to be here as well. Good. So I know some people are probably like, okay, who is this woman? <laughs> Why is <are> people <laughs> here? Like, what's going on? So I want the audience and the listeners to know a little bit about who you are. So can you please answer this question? Who is Chef Joanne? Ooh, Chef Joanne is just a, the little girl that used to love cooking with her Easy Bake Oven and that has grown to be the chef, the entrepreneur, the mother, the God-fearing woman, and the owner of Serenity Soul Corporation, catering company, retail, online store, you name it. That's that's who, who I am. All right. So that wrapped that up. So y'all got to know her real quick. So I know some people are like, (laughs) who is she? Why is she here? So this episode is called Cooking It Up with Chef Joanne. So um, let's go ahead and just move into our Get Your Positivity segment. So Chef Joanne. Yes. The reason why I wanted to have you on is because I know some of your story and I know that you haven't always owned your own <laughs> entity. At this um, and, you know, people have been following you for a while, but you've always been in the industry. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are looking to get into this industry or wanting to know what it is about the industry or just all kinds of things. And I know that your story is one that can answer a few questions for some people. 
Okay. So, with all that being said, <clears throat> how in the world did you get into cooking? Ooh, well, again, I started as a very early age. I, I had to be at least six or seven. And my mom, I'm so grateful for her buying me that Easy Bake Oven because that that started who I am today. But my neighbor upstairs used to always bake homemade breads and cinnamon rolls and all of those. It would always smell so good. So as a child, I would he I would smell it upstairs and I would go upstairs and be in the kitchen with her learning how to make yeast rolls and dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls and fresh breads. And when my mom and my aunts used to go to the grocery store, they would always ask my cousins and I, what do you all want me to bring from the store? My cousins would say the newest cereal that was out or the newest cookie that came out. And I would say, can you bring me some yeast? <laughs> like, my, <laughs> my mom used to look at me like, what child asked for yeast from the grocery store? But because I had learned so much from um, Miss Greta upstairs, I wanted to do it my own in the kitchen. And that grew to, as a young adult, I, I love entertaining. I love feeding people. I love when people are happy from eating my food. So if I could feed you and put a smile on your face and, and have you like, whoo, laid back, tired, full, sleepy, I'm good. I'm happy. So I love making people happy with food. And that's how it all started. That's, that's definitely how it all started. Well, you mean to tell me you like to be the itis queen. We already know you like to give people the itis. Yes. I do. I do. I love for people to eat. I, I love the first reaction is, mm. and that once, once, I, once I hear that, I'm like, okay, I'm good. They like it. It's good. <laughs> so listen, from a young age, you were in a position like God is, God is just so intentional yes he's just so like he tells you things and shows you things before you even can catch it yes but here you are a little girl you have a neighbor upstairs that bakes fresh bread who allowed you to come into the atmosphere to learn something at the ages of six or seven yes yes like and that's I used to, crazy it, it is crazy i used to play grocery store with my mom's groceries from the refrigerator she would she would come home and I would have the refrigerator door wide open, food laid all out on the floor. And I, you know, have my little cash register and I knew nothing about time temperature abuse. I, I mean, I would have food laid out and just putting them in bags like to this day. I love going to the grocery store. So it's, it's amazing how the things that we do as children stays with us so long. And I always tell people to watch your kids because whatever it is that they're into at the young age, cultivate that because you never know how that could develop them into being the man or the woman that they become. You know what? That is so, so true. So let's take a, a step into your world. So here you are as a little girl and you're learning how to make bread, asking your mom for yeast. If my child even asks for yeast, I look at them and be like, what? Like, right. <laughs> That. But again, this is you paying attention to what it is that they're doing. And like your, your word of advice is very crucial in that in that matter. Like what you do at a young age does also matter. Like you got to pay attention yes. to those organic natural gifts because that's when children are not tainted.
tainted by what's going on in the world. And God is truly speaking to them in that moment and starting to get them ready for what it is that they're going to be doing on their journey. So that is so wild. Like God is amazing. But um, so let's go on this journey. So you start off there. Um, like, did you know, even at that young age, that cooking was going to be your profession? Like, did you know? No, I had no clue at all. At that age, I remember filling out a form for school. It asked you, you know, how many kids you want, you know, like things you want to do when you grow up and what was your profession that you wanted to be. I wanted to be a pediatrician. That's what I, that's what I thought I was going to be. But, you know, life happens, things happen and you change. I ended up going to the Marine Corps straight from high school. Mm-hmm. And in the Marine Corps, I did not like the child hall at all. So I... I cooked every meal that me and my roommate ate while, you know, we were together. And I started from there realizing that people love my food and people love to eat. (laughs) People love when I cook. And so after I got out the Marine Corps, I would just love to have parties and people over and be able to cook for them and entertain. And so that's when I, again, working as a veteran, but a state employee, I'm entertaining and I'm, you know, having people over and feeding them. And one of my coworkers said, you should go to culinary school. And I looked at her like, hmm, maybe I should. (laughs) And I researched it. I signed up and here I am. But that was, that was a while ago. That was at least 15 years ago. So, and that's how it started. And that's how, that's how it grew. And so I started expanding my, not just my natural gifts and talents, but I used to want to have my own restaurant. So I said, well, I need to go to school so that I can know front of the house, back of the house, every position of the kitchen, just in case, because we know everybody has been to a restaurant where somebody, it was short staffed. Somebody's going to call off. So I wanted to be able to have the experience and the knowledge and the expertise in every field so that I can cover whatever I needed to cover for my own organization. And I got two associates at a, a community college and then went back and got my bachelor's at a university. And I've worked front of the house, back of the house. I've worked as a dishwasher, which is a very underrated position in the kitchen. The dishwasher is the heartbeat of that kitchen because if those dishes are not clean, number one, the chef can't cook, and number two, the people can't eat. But people don't look at the dishwasher as, uh, you know, a position that they will want to be in. Dishwashers are very important, so people out there, give your dishwashers respect, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, you know, I've worked as a sous chef in the banquet hall, a dining room manager. Um, executive chef at a university and all during that time, I started my own part-time catering company. Mm. So, and today, oh my God, you, you want me to keep going on how yes, I am? Okay. Well, let's, 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 let's stop for a second. Let's go back because one of the things that I noticed that you did was you went in and you did some research. Like you said, I don't want to just know where I ultimately want to be. I need to know all the moving parts. Yes. And I need to know, even as the head, like what the rest of the body is doing. Yes. Sometimes 
you know, listeners and, and viewers, I know sometimes we get ahead of ourselves because we want to just get to the end goal and not realizing that there's a process because you have to know how to maintain once you reach a certain level at the minimal is maintained so that you can continue to elevate. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So like the fact that you even had it in your mind that I need to know what everybody does, because I say this and restaurants and business period, you're only as strong as, as your, your team. team and as your team. And that's just what it is. If you have a strong team behind you, then you're stuck. And then what happens when that team disappears? Are you able to, do you really know what you're doing? Are you really able to say, yes, I have, or an identify, I have a strong dishwasher. I have a strong back of the house. I have a strong, are you able to even see those things? Yes. From experience, not just what you think it should look like. Exactly. Hands-on is totally different. Hands-on. So for those who are listening who may be wanting to get into um, culinary and and just that whole route, what are some steps you would suggest them take to taking a deeper dive into this? Um, the first step is figure out what it is that you truly want to do. A lot of times people want to just like I have someone that I'm mentoring now that is starting a pastry business. And so she came to me for advice and what do I recommend that she do? So I asked her, do you want to work for a corporation or do you want to just do things for your own company or yourself? She doesn't want to work for anyone else. So I, I recommended that she took pastry classes. I don't recommend anyone going into debt with student loans and all of those unnecessary financial problems if you don't want to do this as a complete career and you're doing it as a hobby or just as a side, you know, a side job. But if you want to take your company or create a company, number one, and take it to the next level, then figure out exactly what it is that you want to do. Once you determine I'm just going to be a small business or I want to be a corporation, then that will determine the steps as far as education, what you should do either just get certifications or get actual degrees and do your research on these classes and universities and, you know, culinary programs, because there are a lot of good programs in community colleges. Mm. A lot of times people spend, you know, they feel like, Oh, I have to go to the top notch culinary, you know, school. And that's not necessarily the case. Like I say, I have two associate degrees from Elgin community college. One is restaurant management and one is culinary arts. And I learned pastry. I learned everything at ECC. And it was a third of the price of what I would have paid for another brand. I won't say a name, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a third of the cost. And do your research. Find something, you know, find someone that has pr probably attended Talk to one of your favorite restaurants. See what that chef, you know, recommends. Or if they went to a culinary school or reach out to me, I, you know, I don't mind answering questions or giving you suggestions or recommendations, but definitely do your research. Figure out exactly what avenue or what direction you want your company or your business to go and then follow the steps and be consistent. Mm. Consistency does, it does play a difference in your results. I'm going to yes. say, that. I have a question though. Like when it comes to 
careers in general, not just cooking, but this applies all the way across the board, especially in entrepreneurship. Does passion matter? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Passion is critical. You have to love what you do. And I saw a video somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it at, but they were talking about someone that wasn't happy about being a hairstylist and didn't want to really do the customer's hair. And they said, if you're not, if it doesn't excite you, if you're not passionate about it, and if it doesn't advance you or, you know, you find another field. So passion, you have to love what you do in order to feel like you're getting your paycheck for free. And that's the way I want to live my life. I don't want to wake up every day and feel like, oh, I got to bake these banana breads or, oh, I got, no, I'm up excited. Like I got banana breads to make. I got to whip some butters. You know, I have to make some spice blends because I love what I do because I know it's a domino effect. I'm not just doing it for me. That customer on the other end that's getting my product, I want to put a smile on their face. So I'm happy that they're happy and I love making people happy. So you have to have passion about what you do. And if you're not passionate about it, then find what you're passionate about and do that. Mm. All right. So my question to you <laughs> is how did passion influence your success? Wow. I know it's not always peaches and cream, rainbows and sunshine. I know there are moments where it's just like, I mean, or have there, I'm not going to assume, but I just know from just what I go through on my end. But for you, I mean, I'm pretty sure there have been moments where you're like, I don't know. I love it, but I don't know if I can do this anymore. But in those situations, where does passion step in? You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because there are there have been many situations like that. And I realized that most of those situations were when I worked for someone else. Mm. Once I became full time Chef Joanne Thomas, I didn't have those, you know, oh, do I want to do this anymore? I, I have not had that. Thank God. But passion is, you know. You, you have to be passionate about it and you have to love what you do. And when you do, you will prosper. You will grow because it's not it doesn't feel like a chore. I don't want to. You know, a lot of people hate to get up and go to work Monday mornings. We know that we've all heard that because they don't want to go into the office. My kitchen is my office. I love coming into my office. <laughs> I absolutely love coming into my office. Listen, so with that being said, when it comes to, to passion, what really drives you to keep going? My three sons drive me. My three sons, um, I know that they're watching and they, and they are not little boys. They are 28, 22, and 17. <laughs> so, but they want to be entrepreneurs. I want them to know that you have to work hard, but as long as you work hard and you stay consistent and you're focused and you're passionate about it, you can achieve those goals. So they drive me and they keep me focused and they are my biggest fans and my biggest critics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they keep it real with Chef yes, Joe. <laughs> they, 
Like, why you ain't gonna embarrass yourself, but more importantly, you're not gonna embarrass me on here. Exactly. <laughs> they they keep it real. Yes, they really do. <laughs> what I know there are people who have been along your journey, who have been very supportive of your journey. Um, let's just take a moment. I, I'm all big right now. You know, everybody's doing this whole thing where give the flowers when people are here. I don't want to give flowers. I I want to uh, give acknowledgement and just give me is what I like to say in these situations because at the end of the day, it's not going to be the flowers that really matter. It's what you said and what you've done. Um, so I just want to take a moment because I can just tell that you've had a great support system when it comes to your career as far as the way that God just has aligned things for you. And I know it hasn't been easy, but I know there have been people who still drive you and keep you passionate about what it is. Um, so if you could say anything to those people right now um, who have inspired you along the way or assisted you along the way, what would you say? Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for believing in me when I didn't believe in myself. Thank you for pushing me. Thank you for being there for me. Just thank you for everything that has helped me to become the woman and the chef that I am today. I know that, again, a lot of people have had a very challenging 2020 and, and I as well with the pandemic and everything going on. My mom was my number one fan. And unfortunately, I lost her in the beginning of before, you know, the pandemic even became a pandemic, like right in the midst of everything. And I took I lost my mom. Then I lost my job. And then we lost our freedom. You know, so it was just a whole lot of loss in 2020. But I took all of that loss and I turned all of that loss into love and just doing the things that I love, which is feeding people and supporting people and cooking for people and, and growing my company and my brand. And to have, you know, I know my mom is not here to cheer me on physically, but I know she's here. And my boys, my children are always telling me how proud they are. And my youngest son actually told me that I was the perfect role model for him. And it, it may, it's, I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about that because you know that people are watching. You know that your children are watching, but you don't realize how much they're watching until they actually say it. So to my family and, and my friends and, and all of my customers that have been ordering me, ordering from me since before I made it to this point, thank you. I appreciate you. I could not be here without you. I love you guys. And I can't wait for us to go higher. If your mother was able to join us today on this podcast, what would she see as the meal that as the meal that people just had to order from you that you offer? Oh, my mom was a just a, a comfort food eater, mm. and so whenever she came over. I always, <laughs> I always had to make her, believe it or not, roasted Brussels sprouts. She loved roasted Brussels sprouts. And people don't like Brussels sprouts. But my mom, I had to make her roasted Brussels sprouts. 
I had to make her some dressing. <laughs> some people call it stuffing. Our people call it dressing. So I had to make her some dressing and chocolate cake. Hmm. Yeah. So you cook and you bake. Yes. And that is why I went to culinary school to learn everything. Because if the pastry chef can't come in, I, I can I can stop in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, One-stop shop. Yes. <laughs> look, I, look, I can't even like even. So we talked about what mama would want, right? What is your favorite meal to cook? I have so many. That's hard to say. But my favorite meal is steak. I love steak and risotto. Do you like it like medium well, well done, rare? How do you like it? Medium. Okay. Medium. Before culinary school, I wanted it well done, crispy. I don't want to see any pink, nothing. But in <laughs> culinary school, you know, the chef, he made a rare, a medium rare. Uh, you know, he made the different um, types of steak. And we had to taste each one. I was amazed of how good a medium tastes and the natural juices from the steak. And so I will never, ever, and I will never allow anyone else to order, if we're out at a restaurant, anything other than medium. <laughs> well, listen, you can tell us, right? But what is your least favorite thing? I mean, we know you cook it all, but what is your least favorite thing to make? You know, I really don't have a least favorite thing. I'll, I'll say this. One thing that I cook a lot of that I don't eat, which people are amazed, is seafood. Are you so, allergic? Or? I'm not allergic. I just, I had a bad experience as a child with, you know, a fresh fish that was caught that my mama cut open and a whole lot of babies came out and it just like scarred me for life. Yeah. <laughs> see, look at your face. Exactly. If the listeners can see my face, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of scarred me. I mean, I eat like a tortilla crusted tilapia or extra crispy fried catfish or, you know, tuna, but I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat. You don't do like those broils or anything like you don't eat that stuff. I don't eat it, but I cook it. I need to look up flights because I need to come eat. Like, I just feel like I need to, like, come eat. <laughs> you do. You are more than welcome to come and eat. Trust me. And this, and this is funny that, you know, we're talking about this. I had to do a presentation um, last Friday. And I, it was a chef for hire event. And I was cooking for a national grocery store chain. And the, the food that I was cooking was all seafood. I don't eat it. But I cook it. And the person that they were trying to impress to get this contract, it was at least eight plates of, of seafood that I made. When it was all over, they told me he ate everything. I was like, oh, that's good. That's great. They was like, no, you don't understand. He ate the entire presentation plate. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that was like six to eight ounce fillets eight times. Yes, he ate it all. So, wow. like, since you don't really eat it, like, do you, like, 
take like how do you cook it and not make sure it's right because i know how i am i'm not a chef but when i cook i'm like i need to taste this before somebody eat this because i need to know you know what it might be too salty it might be this so i need to know the truth i'm gonna be real with y'all i can do what i do but i keep it on the surface level but i'm like <laughs> i need to know so like how do you like you don't eat it would you just smell it like what is it like do you have a special connection with the seasonings like, i have is- a special connection with the seasoning and that's so funny because again way back in culinary school we had a whole seafood class that I had to cook all the seafood and I wouldn't taste it. And I would bring it up to my instructor and he would, and he knew I didn't, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't want to eat it. I didn't want to taste it. I mean, a caviar day, don't even get me started on that. But I would take the food up to him and he would just look at me and say, did you taste it? I said, no, he would say he had to taste it to grade it. He tasted it. He looked at me and he would shake his head. He's like, I, I just don't understand how you're doing this. Like, how are you doing? How, how are you making it taste perfect every time? It's like, I don't know. But now my children, they love all seafood. So I cook it for them. So if I'm making something or creating something, I'll say, Tyler, come, you know, Tyler loves to taste everything. Tyler, <laughs> come taste this. What does it taste like? He's, and he, you know, he said, mm, that first, mm, I, okay, it's good. <laughs> like that's the official stamp of approval, right? Yes, now. yes. Mm. When they say, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because we're sitting here and, you know, we're cooking it up and you you just said something that to me was just so like amazing is the fact that you have this, you're really operating in your gift. It's like you can still satisfy the palate without even having it touch yours. And right. like just your whole journey, like you were like destined to do what you're doing right now and then some. And it's like God has been there for so long, even when you thought you were going in one direction, yet you're sitting here, Marie, you're doing all this, but you still are cooking for you. Like, you like, I got to eat, but I want to master this. And like, just your mindset on just the steps to take and the research you took and the initiative and, and just still being true to your core of what it is that God had planned for you. So I know we, we, we've talked about God several times and we know how great God is, but like, how does faith mm. really play a part in your profession? Faith is everything. I could not do what I do without my faith. And before every event that I have, I pray. And I'm always asking God to make sure that everything is successful, that all of my clients, my customers are pleased and happy, that everything runs smoothly. Like faith is very important to me. I, every day I wake up before I get out the bed, I'm having that conversation with them. So it, it, it's, it's critical for me and in my life, not not just my, my career, but in my life. So, of course, if this if this is how it is in my life. It has to be like that for my company. So what do you feel has been your biggest blessing on taking that leap of faith and doing your own thing? Oh, my God. The many doors that have been opening for me since I have decided to say yes to myself. It's so funny. I said that um, last week. I said I laughed to myself as I was reading my my scriptures and affirmations on my mirror, and you know, in the morning. And I'm like, I said, okay, God, I hear you. Like, you finally decided to say yes. I've been waiting. 
now you now you now we on the same page. <laughs> but, but um the 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 ability to be able to expand my company in the midst of a pandemic and not only did I go from a part-time catering company, but I rebranded everything. I expanded an online retail company. I launched virtual cooking classes. I took my company from a sole proprietorship to a corporation. Um, I've become certified with the government. I have 10 certifications um, with the state of Illinois and with the federal government, veteran-owned, minority-owned, woman-owned, so, so many others. And to be able to do all of that in a pandemic, I am just so grateful, <laughs> so grateful. And, and again, that's one of the things that my youngest son said to me is that I am the, the perfect role model for him because of he watched me do all of this in the pandemic. And so many people lost themselves or, you know, lost their jobs and just gave up. But I, I said, no, I can't give up. Now is when I have to start. That, that is like amazing. <laughs> what has been the most difficult part about jumping out there on your own? Because, you know, a lot of people only try to look at one side of things, but the reality of it is, is you're going to grow through a lot of the process, but what has been the most difficult thing you think about being an entrepreneur? That everybody is not on the same timeline as me. Mm. Okay. I am a very hands-on, get it done like yesterday type person. And in the entrepreneur world and, you know, growing and I have, you know, retail items and waiting on you know, packaging jars or bottles or labels or designs. And it's just like, okay, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? You know, so patience is, is very important. I've definitely have had patience forever, but it has truly been strengthened during this time. <laughs> it has truly been strengthened. But yes, I, I've learned that everybody um, is not on my timeline. And then I've also learned that everybody is not as happy for you as you think they are. Yeah, Some is. people will clap for you and cheer for you and be happy for you as long as your success doesn't look better than theirs. Yeah. But once your success starts looking better than theirs, then it's a totally different story. So my circle has gotten much smaller and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, you know what? You said some things right there. People will clap. Listen, if y'all didn't catch that, listen to this. People will clap for you just as long as your success is not bigger than theirs. Oh, that is a whole word. And then some, <laughs> I could go down so many different paths with that one, but I'm I'm going, I'm going to keep it clean. Got my little apron on. I'm going to keep it together. <laughs> it up. I'm not even going to do it, but that is a whole word right there because you think, you know, people seem to be so supportive. And then when you actually start doing stuff, they're like, you realize that some people that you thought really going to be there for you aren't. And that's the reality of entrepreneurship. The people that you think you can depend on sometimes are the people that you can depend on 
the least. Yes. You have to have enough passion for what you're doing, enough confidence in your faith and enough obedience with God to make sure to see it through, to just make sure that what you're doing is according to his plan so you can reap that harvest. Yes. Mm. And that's what happens. We we quit before we even get started because we're discouraged about what such and such is going to say or what didn't happen or what's not going the way we planned when we can just figure it out along the way as long as we are doing what it is that we are called to do and operating in the passion and why we are doing it and doing the research, doing what it takes. You can't expect to have a, 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 a storm of blessings and, and you're not even you're not even doing your part. Yeah, you 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 got to say yes to yourself. You have to say yes to your purpose. You have to say I am worthy of my destination of my destiny. You have to say, I am worth more than what I settle for. You have to say, I'm willing to do the work and then actually do it. You have to put yourself out there, no matter how or how crazy it may seem, but you have to put yourself out there to see things that you're supposed to see. But if you're too intimidated by the storm going on outside of your house and you decide to stay in your house, You will never see what it is. You won't get to that sunshine because little do you know, if you just open that door, put up your umbrella, walk across the street, it's a whole nother atmosphere. But you're being tested because we want to know what are you going to do when it seems like it's the end? Mm. Are you going to sit down and give up? Or are you going to go for what is yours? And congratulations, because Chef Joanne, you have conquered something that a lot of people miss. You allowed your passion to continue to drive you to where you were going. It didn't matter what the storm was that you were facing. It didn't matter who was going to be there and who wasn't. You took the lickings and you kept on going because you knew God had you covered. And you knew that this was your purpose. It's true. That is true. All right. So what are we going to do? You know, you know, we're going to lighten it back up. Let me, I, I think I might've put a little bit too much pepper in that. So we're going to lighten it back up. Um, <laughs> so for the people who are always on the go, you know, they got the kids. Like for instance, today I was like, I got to pick up, you know, baby girl from cheerleading camp, got to do this and do that. And then I was just like, where's the time? I don't have no time, but I wanted a meal and I didn't want to make no ramen noodles. I didn't want to make no PB&J sandwiches. I didn't want to make none, no quick little salad. What is a good quick meal that I could have made with maybe like 20 minutes of time to spare? Okay, I'm, I'm going to come back to them ramen noodles because you know you can always upscale that. I do know that, but I didn't want that. I okay. want that. <laughs> Okay. Um, You definitely, so my favorite thing to cook real quick is tacos. It could be steak tacos. It could be ground turkey tacos, chicken tacos, something so easy that you can do that takes literally no time. While your meat is cooking, you can be cutting up your, your, your tomatoes, your cilantro, your onions, get your cheese ready and 
you know, your taco shells. That that takes literally five minutes to, to get ready while your meat is simmering and getting, you know, ready for you to eat. So tacos is definitely something real quick that you can do. Another thing that's real quick that people don't think is real quick is Alfredo sauce. I literally made that today in 20 minutes. And Alfredo sauce is the easiest thing to make, but people don't know that. And if you make it and you follow my recipe, you will never, ever, ever buy Alfredo sauce from the grocery store on that shelf again. I have in my virtual cooking class, I taught people how to make Alfredo sauce. We made grilled chicken Alfredo. So you can grill your chicken. Pasta only takes eight minutes. Your pasta water can be boiling while you're either grilling or when I say grill, I mean an indoor grill or sauteing <laughs> because you don't have to start up the charcoal, um, but indoor grill, a griddle skillet or sauteing it, slice it up, saute it in a skillet and make your Alfredo sauce. And it's so easy. All you need is some fresh garlic, finely chopped, some shallots, finely chopped, some heavy cream, some Parmesan cheese. And if you want to put some sun-dried tomatoes in there or some roasted um, bell peppers, a little chicken base, salt and pepper, let that simmer. And man, that's Alfredo sauce. Just that easy. I just kind of got a little hungry, but the reality <laughs> is I don't half of that stuff that you just mentioned in my house. So let's go back to the Roman noodles. Okay, let's go back okay. to the Roman noodles. Even though I didn't want it. Tell me, what do you suggest? Because I'm gonna tell you what I do, right? Okay. If I'm okay. feeling fancy, right? I'll cook some shrimp. I'll throw it in with the ramen noodles. I'll add some parsley in there. Sometimes a little bit of hot sauce, just to add a little bit of that, or I make my own sauce, you know what I'm saying? Put it together. And that's one way. Now, if I have some leftover meat or some chicken, then maybe I throw that in there too. But you tell me, what is, what is your upgrade to the ramen noodles? So you you have a very good upgrade, but while okay. you're boiling your noodles, put two two eggs in there. Let the eggs boil while the noodles are boiling. Because hmm. you know when you go to a lot of um, Asian restaurants, they have the boiled egg in the ramen bowl. You haven't seen that. Um, cut you up some scallions, some green onions. If you have some leftover steak, you know, I always got some steak. Slice it real thin, and you can have some um, vegetables. Some Asian vegetables or some broccoli, just in case you don't have an uh, Asian blend in your freezer, some broccoli or some carrots or whatever you have, you know, whatever vegetables that you have or some spinach. But you boil your eggs in that ramen. Once the eggs are done, you take, well, you boil the water with the eggs. You add your ramen in there. Once it's done, take the eggs out, crack the egg, cut it in half, put it on the side of the bowl. Nice presentation. Slice your beef. On the other side, put your roasted vegetable, your vegetables in there, and then a couple of drops of sriracha sauce and those scallions drizzled on top. There you go. Mm. <laughs> All right. I just like that was I would have never even, you know, you know what you're doing a little bit. I, <laughs> I see why you a chef. I get you just heard ramen noodles. Into a whole gourmet meal. I, I mean, exactly. I'm and yes. the beauty of it is ramen is like only 20 cents to buy a little bag. So I like that. Exactly. And I'm sure you got eggs. You I know. Do. I do. Right. I don't you have may no have some grilled chicken left over or, you know, some. if you don't have the chicken, like you say, you got some shrimp. You know, just make, make it easy for yourself. But the scallions and a couple of drops of sriracha 
you you got a full meal. You know what? Let me find out. I am talking to a chef. <laughs> got to get into those virtual classes. Man. Yes. All right. So, all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and start to, you know, bring everything to its end, even though I do not ready to go because I'm really enjoying this time with you. But we're going to go ahead and move on to our word of advice. So here we are. So Joanne, the word of advice, what is something you want anybody who is listening to this? And remember, you're listening to people who are already good in their professions. They are right. You have people who are aspiring to be a chef, Joanne. Um, it's so many different people listening. What is one word of advice that you would give them just based off of what you learned on your journey? One word, resilience. When you say a word, I mean, you can elaborate. It's like a message. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> one word, all right? You just give them, when I say, you know, in church, when they be like, I'm going to go get the word, give them a word. Give them a word. Okay. Okay. Um, I kind of said that, though, with the whole patience thing, patience is definitely, you, you have to, you have to be patient and know that there is a process. And everything that is worth receiving. So as long as you are persistent, you are resilient in everything that you're doing to achieve your goals, and then have patience and know that there may be some slow moving pieces. There may be some things that don't happen the way you want them to happen. There may be a direction that you thought you were going in, such as such as myself. And God said, nope, I'm taking you all, all the way over here. But just have patience and trust the process because it will be so worth it in the end. And don't give up. You cannot give up on yourself. Do not give up on your dreams. Do not give up on your goals. Because if you give up on you, who's going to support you? Well, okay, you get up. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my word would be to, <laughs> to <laughs> trust yourself. Trust yes. your journey. Trust your purpose. Trust your gifts. And don't allow anyone to take you off course. Trust it. Not everyone's going to hear it or see it or feel it from you, but trust yourself. You know you more than what you think you do. And if you're listening to that voice in your head, that, mm -hmm. that, that, that guide, that roadmap from God, then you know he's not going to set you up to fail, but we question ourselves too much. So my word for you today of advice is to trust yourself, trust your gifts and trust your anointing. And more importantly, trust your favor. Yes. Yes. All right. So do you have a couple minutes, Chef Joanne? We're going to move on to a quick little segment called This or That. All right. So I'm going to give you a this or that. So, for instance, I'm going to say something like Michelle Obama or Oprah. And you just tell me which one you want to pick over the other and why. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be long. Just a simple why. All okay. right. 
But it's all going to be school related because I need to know some of these things because people, you know. So here's the first one, all right? Okay. Asparagus or string beans? Asparagus. It's fancy. It makes your piece think. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does, but it's good. And it, and it looks, the presentation looks so much better. Okay. Broccoli or cauliflower? Broccoli. I don't like cauliflower. Why? It's because it don't have any taste? Exactly. Okay. Well, we're going to move on. Cake or ice cream? Can I put them together? Cake. <laughs> cake. Yeah. She wants that. Cake. Cake. Okay. Okay. Moving on. All right. So, hot dog or hamburgers? Hamburger. Now, let's go back to this question for a second, because I heard this little thing about hot dogs in, in your city. So I heard when I sit down and I order a hot dog, <laughs> right? I can't ask for no ketchup. No, you cannot. That's a, It's a Chicago thing. Ketchup does not belong on hot dogs. Only tomatoes, onions, uh, hot pepper, and mustard. I don't like mustard. So what if I bring my own ketchup? Can I like slide it on there or that's going to be, they're going to kick me out or something? It depends on where you go. Oh. <laughs> they may kick you out. There's some restaurants that literally have signs that says no ketchup. Do not ask for ketchup. Yes. That's the Chicago style hot dog. I don't like hot dogs that much anyway, so I ain't gonna have that problem. But is there any rules for hamburgers? No. Okay, so I can ask for so I'm able to ask for ketchup for a hamburger. Now, if somebody's sitting with me at the table and they got a hot dog, they're not gonna look at it funny because I'm asking for it, are they? No. <laughs> Okay. I'm just making sure because I need to know. I don't want to be, you know, I, look, I need to know. I need to have the right etiquette when I'm sitting yes. down and ordering my food. I That's understand. All right. <laughs> no, move it on. Banana pudding <laughs> or banana nut bread? Um, You got to have go bananas, banana nut bread. Okay, <laughs> I've had your banana nut bread, and it's actually not. I'm not going to say actually because that's no surprise, but it's really good. Like I really enjoyed it. It's moist. It's perfect. It melts in your mouth, almost in your hand. It's just like is is good. Thank it's you. Good. All right, so you're a chef, and you have a lot going on and whatnot. But I do know you're single, right? Yes. You're ready to mingle, but I don't know what people sleeping on because I'll be right there. Look, I'm like, what you want me to do? You want me to cut up some peppers? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're single. I'm putting you out there right now. So, you know, y'all, you know, I know fellas who are listening, you know, you can see her by going to the website and looking at this. If you're not looking at the visual or, you know, you hear her voice, you know, she cooking. That's all that matters, right? She cooking. She got a lot going on and she know the Lord. Amen. So Amen. with that being said, she does have three boys that do not play about her. So make sure that you know you're going to have to get through a whole lot of, okay, okay, let me, let me. <laughs> For all my ladies out there, if you know somebody that can use them, a Chef Joanne, you know, I can do a whole dating setup. We can do a virtual dating show. You just oh let me my. know. <laughs> chef Joanne. Do it. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like Love Island, but the show. Oh, my goodness. You okay. Her meals. You have me, like, literally <laughs> blushing. <laughs> we have to cook certain meals to get to the next level and get a date oh. with you. Yeah. <laughs> I got ideas, so you let me I know what you're doing. Anybody who's taking that, y'all heard it here, and I'm saying it. <laughs> so, all right, so 
goodness. Do you like your men chocolate, caramel, or vanilla? I mean, this or that, chocolate, caramel, or vanilla? Caramel. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So now that we've done that, <laughs> let's move on to our next segment. So where can everyone find you? You can find me on my website at www.chefjoannethomas.com. That is where you can chat with me. You can send me messages. You can order the Go Bananas Banana Nut Bread. It's not available right now, but the Holiday Bake Shop, it will be back available. But in the meantime, I have my... Spice blends. I have like four spice blends out there. I have my butter me honey, honey butter, my OM garlic, garlic butter, some other things coming out. Um, but you can find me there. I will actually be at the Black Women's Expo in Chicago, August 20th through the 22nd. All right. And about your virtual classes, how do they, they just go to the website to get signed up for that or... Yes, they are on the website. The classes have been postponed for the summer because once the world opened up, everybody wanted to go outside. So I said, well, let me give them a break. Let them go and enjoy themselves. And we will pick the classes back up in September. Awesome. All right. And of course, if you missed any of this, of course, you'll be able to figure out how you can contact Chef Joanne from yes. our website at www.itscarolkeith.com. It will have everything that you need to know to reach my chef, one of yes. them, Joanne. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> with all that being said, before we wrap up this episode, of course, you already know you can find me and keep your positivity in order at on Instagram, it's Harold Keith. On Facebook, he's Harold Keith. You can email us at info at haroldkeith.com or you can just visit the website and get everything you need. One stop shop at www.itsharoldkeith.com. Now, before we wrap this on up, I want to do a special thank you to you, Chef Joanne. I appreciate you. Um, for joining us today and sharing some of your story, sharing some of your tips and some of your advice. We definitely value and appreciate it. Um, and to close out this episode, let's close it out with the song of the episode. All right. So rumor had it that you couldn't decide on one. So you have two. I do so, have two songs. <laughs> what are your two song choices that <clears throat> are your theme songs in life? My spiritual song choice is Your Destiny by Kevin LeVar. And I love that song because it basically, it, it describes my life. Like my destiny is too important to give up on anything. So for you out there, don't give up because there's a bigger purpose for your life and for your destiny and for your gifts and your talents. My other song is Beyonce, Bigger, which is kind of the same thing. It's bigger than me. What Everything that I have experienced and everything that I'm going through and where God is taking me is so much bigger than me. 
so much bigger than me. Listen, thanks again, Chef Joanne. So for those who are watching, you're going to have to look up these songs on your own. <laughs> who are listening, you're going to hear them right now. We're going to start off with Beyonce, Bigger, and then we're going to catch the word because we're going to end this on a high note. And yes. You said it's Kevin Lamar, right? Yes, Kevin LeVar. Kevin LeVar with Your Destiny. And of course, you already know, we already went over this on how you can reach us and keep up with us. Um, just remember, you are loved, you are blessed, and it's okay to experience life. What's yes. not okay for you to allow life to take you out because as long as you have breath in your lungs, there is a reason for your season. So yes. with all that being said, thank you so much, Chef Joanne. Here are our musical choices of the night for those who are listening and for those who are viewing, be blessed. <laughs> Thank you. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Just a speck in the universe Not just some words in the Bible verse You are the living word ah, You're part of something way bigger Bigger than you, bigger than we Bigger than the picture they framed us to see But now we see it And it ain't no secret, no Understand the truth about that question in your soul Look up, don't look down, then watch the answers unfold Life is your birthright, they hit that in the fine print uh, Take the pen and rewrite it Step out your estimate Step in your essence and know that you're excellent Rise, spirit is teaching No, I'm not just preaching, I'm taking my own advice Let mama let you know I'm still trying, I can't get no days off I don't get no days off, truly I'm feeling it I had to say that thing twice Trying to be a good wife Still really hard, I can't lie But I promised you I would fight, so I fight If you're feeling frustrated and you're sinking, I'm jumping in Forgiveness is key because we're fighting something way bigger You never lose, we are winners, I'll be the You'll be a tree That's on the fruit that was given to me Legacy uh, We're part of something way bigger
you're part of something way bigger you're part of something way bigger i'll be the roof you'll be the tree pass on the fruit that was given to me let the sea
side of this test is everything you've ever dreamed, everything you prayed for, everything he promised you.